It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 1st of September. I'm Nkem Ifejika. And I'm Bev Rimmer. The United Nations has released a report saying there's evidence China may have committed crimes against humanity in Xinjiang province. And Canada reacts to accusations it helped three British schoolgirls join Islamic State. There are rigorous oversight mechanisms that are in place with the clearances necessary to look into uh, the operations and the decisions taken by intelligence services in their work to keep Canada and Canadians safe in a very dangerous world. Times of London Daily World Briefing. The United Nations says China's treatment of its Uyghur population may constitute crimes against humanity. Details of forced abortions and sterilizations among women in the ethnic group are included in a new report from the UN's Human Rights Office, led by the former president of Chile, Michel Bachelet. The paper said that serious human rights violations had been committed in the commission of what Beijing has called an anti-terror crackdown in Xinjiang and calls for an urgent international response. The United States and its lawmakers have described the treatment of Uyghurs as genocide, though the report didn't go that far. China saw the report before it was published and has denied the accusations. The High Commission has said that the reports of a pattern of torture of Uyghur Muslims in state detention were credible and that the situation in Xinjiang needed urgent international attention, contradicting Beijing's claims to have shut down the so-called re-education camps where one million Uyghurs were interned. The report was repeatedly delayed for more than a year amid pressure from China to abandon it and from the West to go ahead, as Mr. Bachelet said a few weeks ago. You cannot imagine the numbers of letters, meetings, asking for the publication. Huge numbers. More than one year ago, every day, every time, every time a meeting is asked, I know that this issue will come. Hmm? Dinners, whatever. And then I receive, of course, uh, a letter or a number of countries, 40 or something, I don't remember the name, the number, asking for the non-publication. But I already said, I mean, this is not the way we react to it. It's not pressures the way we define things. The report was released on Wednesday night, which was Ms. Bachelet's last in the post before retirement. It could set up her eventual successor for a new conflict after repeated criticism that she was seeking to appease Beijing. She left the United Kingdom aged 15 to join Islamic State. The two friends who travelled with her, one now dead, the other missing. 
She's lost three babies and has had her British citizenship taken away. Shamima Begum, the East London schoolgirl who made headlines when she left and when she was found four years later in a Syrian refugee camp. Now a new book claims that the teenager was smuggled into the country by a Canadian spy. Fiona Hamilton is the crime and security editor for the Times of London. This concerns a people smuggler for ISIS, uh, Mohammed al-Rashid, and he was trying to get asylum in Canada. And this was at the same time the Metropolitan Police were really running that unprecedented appeal to try and get Shamima Begum and her two friends from Bethnal Green back. The girls travelled across the border, and the allegations in the book are that the Canadians kept quiet about it, but uh, al-Rashid was arrested a couple of weeks later by the Turkish authorities. And anticipating that it would be publicised, Uh, The book details an extraordinary meeting at Scotland Yard where two officers from the Canadian Intelligence Service went and spoke to a senior officer, Richard Walton, and informed him of the involvement of their own asset in the girls' travel. And that is something, that meeting and the extent of knowledge by both Britain and Canada that is now the subject of a lot of scrutiny because, of course, this has never been made public before. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has reacted to the claims in the book that's called The Secret History of the Five Eyes by Richard Kerbadge. I know there are uh, questions about uh, certain uh, incidents or or operations of the past and uh, we will ensure to uh, follow up on those. Our intelligence services are subject uh, to rigorous rules uh, and principles that they need to abide by, including upholding the values, the principles, uh, the laws of Canada. And there are rigorous oversight mechanisms that are in place with the clearances necessary to look into uh, the operations and the decisions taken by intelligence services in their work to keep Canada and Canadians safe in a very dangerous world. Um, We will continue to ensure that that proper oversight uh, is done and, uh, as necessary, uh, look at further steps. The UK's Defence Secretary Ben Wallace says he doesn't recognise what's being reported and the Prime Minister Boris Johnson was similarly tacit when approached on Wednesday. We never discuss uh, intelligence uh, issues and you wouldn't expect me to comment on that. From a camp in northern Syria, Shamima Begum continues to deny being involved in terrorism. The young woman, who's now 23, is challenging the UK's decision to remove her passport and plans to renew her case in November. Times of London Daily World Briefing On the way, the UK prime ministerial race is almost won. And Serena Williams survives to fight another day at the US Open. A block of European countries that border Russia have said they will take unilateral action to ban all Russian tourists if an EU plan to end a fast-track visa agreement does not significantly cut numbers. Poland, Finland, Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania, the only EU countries with a Russian border, are threatening to use a national security clause in the EU's Schengen Treaty unless other member states decisively decrease the flow. Foreign ministers meeting in the Czech Republic agreed to suspend a visa agreement with Russia rather than an outright ban. Almost a million Russians have entered the EU by land since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, with almost 700,000 crossing through Finland, Lithuania, Estonia, Poland or Latvia. 
Speaking on Wednesday, Estonia's foreign minister, Urmas Reinsalu, said many Russians were entering into his country with Schengen visas issued elsewhere in the EU. The Schengen area is a group of countries within the EU which allow border-free travel for those with the appropriate visas. I would very much welcome uh, such uh, decisions in the coming days, coming weeks, where we uh, will, uh, in full accordance with Schengen Visa Code, uh, ban entry of, uh, of, uh, to our national territories of these people who, uh, of the uh, Russian Federation, uh, not in making any difference either they do have Estonia issued or second uh, Schengen country issued uh, Schengen Visa. Countries that neighbour Russia have been most vocal about restricting the entry of Russians into the EU. Lithuania's foreign minister, Gabrielis Landsbergis, said they wanted to ban Russia for security reasons, regardless of whether they had a Schengen visa. But then again, you know, the, the big part of, of the debate is not just about, you know, sending a message to a population or something like that. It's about security. It's, it's simply, you know, it's uh, in, in my country, uh, Russia is considered by the parliament uh, a country that supports terrorism. So clearly we have an issues of, of Russians uh, traveling to or through uh, my country and our neighbors' countries. You know, and it's an it's issue that has to be taken very seriously. The new process will make it more difficult and more expensive for Russians to get a visa. Leaders in countries such as Germany and France have said an outright ban would play into President Putin's hands by suggesting that the West hates Russians. As races go, the one for the leadership of the United Kingdom seems to have stretched over many miles. For the last month and a half, it's been a slug between former Chancellor Rishi Sunak and current Foreign Secretary Liz Truss. Wednesday saw the final hustings which was held at Wembley Stadium. Both candidates are under pressure to explain how they'll tackle the current cost-of-living crisis as energy bills are set to rise dramatically from next month. Here's some of what Liz Truss suggested. Because of the war in Ukraine, and it's vital we end that war, and ending that war will, of course, help alleviate this situation, the United Kingdom has been exposed to global energy prices, so dealing with supply is the second thing I would do. She doesn't want to bring in another one-off tax on energy companies, but Rishi Sunak said he might. I think it is absolutely the right thing at a time when energy companies are making billions of pounds of profits because of a war that that's not right. right. And we so, should exceptionally tax those and help close those for people's bills. All members of the UK Conservative Party get a vote for the new Prime Minister. Here's how some said they were leaning on Wednesday night. I'm backing Liz Truss. I think she's got the policies to restore pride in Britain. She's been Foreign Secretary and done a fantastic job at that, the ambassador for our country. I'm backing Rishi because I think what's important is to get inflation under control before we embark upon tax cuts. Every Tory believes in tax cuts, but a clever Tory knows when to deliver them. Whoever gets elected leader, we are going to be behind them. That's really important. There's going to be no uh, his grudges uh, as a result of who gets elected. The Times the Daily Minister World will Briefing. be announced on Monday Sport. morning. Serena's potential swan song continues. Here's John Jackson now with the latest from the US Open. It could have been her final ever singles tennis match. 
But Serena Williams got a standing ovation after stunning Estonian world number two Annette Kontaveit to progress at the US Open. Despite poor preparation for the tournament she's won six times previously, the American's relentless will to win was on full display during an absorbing two-hour and 27-minute contest of unexpected high-quality, breathless intensity and drama. Williams signalled her intention to retire earlier this month, saying she was evolving away from tennis, but hasn't gone as far as confirming that the US Open will be her final event. But any farewell has now been put on hold, with Williams set to take on Australian the Isla Tomljanovic in the third round on Friday. The new Lord of the Rings series is bringing a female story to the centre of Middle-earth. Morvid Clark stars in the Rings of Power as the elven warrior Galadriel. I mean, gender just isn't the same in Middle-earth, in that I'm playing a character who could physically take down any man around her. Whereas I think previously lots of the characters I've played, and I've loved playing them, the fragility of their bodies has been quite a big part of it. So it was a big kind of challenge and had a lot of growth in it as an actor and as a, as a woman. The series is set thousands of years before The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and is one of the most expensive ever to be made for Amazon Prime. And finally, just when we thought it wouldn't happen again, another ship blocked the Suez Canal. The tanker, which was 250 metres long, beached itself near the same spot as the Ever Given. That's the container ship that was stuck there for a whole week in March of last year. The ship has now been freed from one of the world's busiest waterways, and it's business as usual. And on that sticky note, that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 1st of September. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.